Howdy. Hello. Welcome to your Thursday. Or it might be your Friday. Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Maybe it's Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday. I feel like we just can't do an episode without you singing. Like, it'd be well, weird. You know, with the microphone and the headphones. Hey, what? <laughs> I just have to go. I gotta sing. Do you feel like like you're Britney Spears or something in a recording studio? No, it's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Uh, how was uh, your day, week? Oh well, I month. played in my first golf tournament, full on eighteen holes, like a real schmeal. Mm-hmm. It was. I was very tired. And it was also very smoky. Yeah, where's that coming from? What is that? Oregon. A lot of campfires? I don't know. There's so many conspiracies going on. People are saying it isn't arson and it's like climate change. I don't I don't know. I don't even know what climate change is. Mm, like I think I, that's where the climate starts to change. You know what it was before, but then that without start, <laughs> like I, you know, I don't like I don't get that. Um, but it's weird. I was talking to my mom today about it because it's we right now are in like the hazardous zone, which is like the worst of air quality. Oh, so like mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to even like go outside, whatever. And I told my mom, you know how like when people were freaking out about the year two thousand. Like, everyone was going to die and, like, the world's going to end. I feel like 2020 is the new Y2K. Yeah, we were just 20 years too early. Yeah. Like, there was a deadly virus. Now, air quality, we can't even go outside. There were floods. Yes, floods. It's snowing in Montana. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) the world is going to end. Protests, riots. Yep. So much hatred, you know? Dogs and cats living together. What is this world <laughs> coming to? Do you get my Ghostbusters reference? No. When Bill Murray, that's the part. They're in the mayor's office, and he's like, they're talking about the end of days, and he's like, dogs and cats living together. Oh, my God. Can I tell you what I was thinking of when you said that? The movie Cats and Dogs? No. Oh. Even worse. Oh, no. The- <laughs> the, the the Nickelodeon show Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Do you not remember that? Are you too old for that? Oh, maybe. And it's like a cat on one end and a dog on the other, but they oh. share a body. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so disturbing. Literally... That's what you grew up with? Yeah, I mean, no wonder you wanted to do a true crime podcast. I... Jesus. <laughs> Saw the Goosebumps and Nickelodeon shows. Well, and there was Uncle Grandpa. Hey, I didn't grow up with that. Well, that, that was your daughter. My story's kind of about Uncle Grandpa. Ooh, That's why I brought it up. I'm excited. A little segue into my story. I'm excited, but I'm first, so. That's good. I get to relax. Yeah. And drink this. This is actually quite pleasant. It is. Well needed, well deserved on a Saturday. Ah, yes. Angry Orchard Rosé. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think we've tried it before. I it looks familiar. I don't remember. It is made with rare French red flesh apples. And I'd have to say it's 
very lovely on the tongue. It has a nice crisp aftertaste. <laughs> I thought when you said red flesh, I fully was like, okay, you're a fucking creep, but it fully it says, says it. red flesh. You can't make that up. You Naturally gluten-free in every 12-ounce bottle. You know, you can't make this shit up. Not on this podcast. No, we are 100% truth. All right. Are you ready for a story? Oh. Hey. That was good. I am big Ben Tamarine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm ready. Good. Yes. I need to have hear about somebody having a terrible time. Perfect. Yeah. Something really depressing. Uh. That's Maybe. Not, it's not that depressing. With a little sprinkle of murder. It's more like scandalous. <gasps> so is mine. <gasps> oh, that's right. What's our theme? We oh, have a theme this week. We do. Ladies and germs. It's ladies night. Uh, uh, Feeling uh, right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's ladies night. <laughs> Woo. And the price is right. Okay, Karen, I'm ready for a saucy tail i have to rest my voice oh mm-hmm. fine because i'm first that's right all right so Go, lady. i got my sources from the vintagenews.com wikipedia murderpedia and it's on a crime to remember and it's season four episode six which i tried watching on um the id channel uh-huh and i don't know for some reason it might have been my computer i don't know but it was not letting me watch it Aww. thankfully someone had it on youtube was it one that like they had pointed their phone at and just recorded it from their tv no it was actually like, <laughs> like legit yeah pretty Sweet. i mean the like username wasn't legit but <laughs> it was uh very helpful very cheesy those are oh, the, the reenactments. Best. Because, like, you know, this is based a long, long time ago. And... Long, long time ago. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and the, like, detectives, you know, were wearing those, like, fedora hats. And they're like, oh, gee, oh, gee whiz, what is that? Give me all... Oh, well, golly my, is that a clue? Yeah. I better touch it with all <laughs> ten of my fingers. Is that a dead body on the floor? <laughs> Sir, are you awake? Yeah, it it was pretty bad, but very good at the same time. Okay, so this is about uh, Walburga Ostrike. She goes by Dolly. Mm. Don't know how she got Dolly out of Walburga, but... What was the first name again? Walburga. How do you spell that? W-A-L-B-U-R-G-A. Oh, I can see, because you could, like, call her Wall... Doll, wall, I can see how it would go. Like, you would get there from wall to doll. <laughs> Eventually, one day, you yeah, would end I'd up like, there. Yeah, hey, like, wall, wall, come here. Wall, wall does or something. Like, doll, stop, doll, you know. And, just and then the E with dolly. Just... I don't know how they got to that one. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, thankfully, though, <laughs> I was able to watch that episode because the last name I knew I was going to butcher, so I... Like, wrote it how you say it, you know? Oh, good. And what is the last name again? <laughs> O-Strike. O-Strike? Yeah. So let me spell that for you. Please. O-E-S-T-E-R-R-E-I-C-H. 
Oh, are they from that Providence on Mars? Germany? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Dolly. Oh, Dolly. <laughs> Miss Molly. Dolly. She was, damn it. Why didn't I say that? I don't know either. I set it. you up. Mm, I'm so mad at myself. You should be. Karen, you're that so stupid. Terrible. Karen. Well, yeah. I'm not the funny one. God. Well, actually, I'm funny, but I'm just not like the quick, like, you're, you're the quick-witted. You were quick. You said Molly. <laughs> it was right there for you to grab it. Oh. You missed, you missed the pop fly, Karen. I, I have short arms. You're benched. Okay. I, I couldn't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she was born... In 1880, I'm going to say around 1880 because all the ages and every article and video were different. Like Okay. Yeah. She was married to Fred Ostray and lived in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, Washington or? Is there a Milwaukee, Washington? Like, no, Milwaukee, Oregon. No, Wisconsin. Right? Duh. There is, yes, there is a Milwaukee, Oregon. Oh. I think. Oh, shit. Were we supposed to do it in the Pacific Northwest? You didn't? Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I just was focusing yep, on. Yeah, there is a Milwaukee. It's spelled different. It's in Clackamas County. So I can pretend. So you went out of bounds? All I was focused on was women. <sighs> Foul, Karen. <sighs> Foul on the field. At least I did our country. It's not like I did yeah, Canada. Not quite. You did Germany, it sounds like. <laughs> They're from Germany, oh. dumbass. I'm, I'm from Korea, but. I am. So, I want to apologize on behalf of Karen. Oh I stayed true to the Pacific Northwest. You did fucking so, Canada. A uh, hundred years ago. And he killed in Seattle. Okay. Whatever. Well, California. Take us back to Wisconsin. They moved to California. <laughs> so California is like close enough. So. Okay. Anyway, so they were living in Milwaukee. Fred owned a wealthy manufacturer of women's clothing, specifically aprons. Oh, how cute. I know. Love aprons. It. He was a hard working man and also a hard drinker. Who isn't? Mm-hmm. I don't like you if you're not. Right. Oh, you're not a hard drinker, though. I used to some be. Some days. Some days. You let your heart drinking flag fly you know it's my liver man like you know the 12 year old starting drinking age was not a good idea <laughs> my liver cannot keep up anymore i had side note uh so when i went on that hike there i almost died mm-hmm. the guy that drove us up um, looked like to be in his i would say 40s okay late 40s okay and they us ladies were talking about what to get him for driving us all the way up there. And I said, oh, we'll stop at the liquor store and you can pick something out. He's like, oh, I don't drink anymore. 29 was a rough one. So I was like, oh, my God, does that 29. mean 30? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. 29 was a rough one, buddy. It hit him hard. <laughs> like a ton of bricks. Man, I'm surprised it went well because I was expecting him to be like, oh, I know what you ladies can get me, you know, like thought he was going to be like a creep. No, he was very nice. That's what everyone says, though, but, until they die. Yeah. Yeah. He, 29 was rough. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that, I guess. Well, 12 was also <laughs> rough. <laughs> so. 
rough for me too, but for different reasons. Okay. <laughs> what? You had to feed your chickens? Karen. The sheep. Let's see what it was like. Goats. Sixth grade. That was when I had the bangs. I was growing my bangs out, so I gelled them. Yes. To each side. Yes. Yeah, kids aren't kind. Yes. I always had the butterfly <laughs> clips. I wasn't that cool. They would just pin just right here. They didn't do anything, like right by my forehead, but they just looked cute, you know? Yeah, I wasn't cool enough to have butterfly Literally. clips. I had Wranglers. <laughs> that tells you anything. God, you are a cowgirl. <laughs> I think that might have been when I played Joseph in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas program. <laughs> Oh my god. Twelve was rough. Uh, I need a picture of that. There is one on Facebook floating around. Oh, perfect. <laughs> We're gonna dig that up. Alright, so Dolly and Fred are both of German descent and were described as bigger. They used a different word. I think they used like hefty or something. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> chili, chili, chili. I was like, no, I'm not gonna put that. I will put that they were bigger. Um, as they liked their good beer and hearty German foods. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I want, like, a bratwurst and a beer. Sign you know, me there's up. some days that just a beer is so good. An iced, Ugh. cold brew. An iced beer. Yeah. With a little Americano. <laughs> <laughs> no extra water. No water. Water's for pussies. Yeah. So, Dolly, um as a housewife, had a lot of sexual needs and desires. Oh, really? Yeah. Just out of boredom? Or what does that have to do with being a housewife, I wonder? Yeah, probably. If you're just like, I'm laying around, I got nothing to do. I mean, they were super wealthy. Like, Uh, she had all the fur jackets. You know, uh, fucking damn right she did not clean her own house. Oh, hell no. So she was probably just lounging around. Horny and down her pants and bored. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, what one article, book, story—I don't know—said that um, her and Fred did have a son. Oh, okay. Uh, but apparently, he passed away, Aww. and that's when her like sexual desires got intensified. Really? Like, I don't, I don't know. Ooh, out of control. I don't know. Tell me more. That's really all I know. What? (laughs) The end. Oh, man. Oh, that's a great story. So in 1913, when Dolly was in her early 30s, she had seduced Otto Sanhuber. Sanhuber? Sanhuber. Okay. Otto. Otto. I like that name. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, And he was 17. Go, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. I love how when it's a man, we're like, ew, ew, what a bird. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so fucking gross. Oh, girl, we're like, fuck Ooh, yeah. yeah. You cougar. You Get go, it. girl. God. <laughs> we're fucking hypocrites. That's okay. Um. So, Otto, he was working as a sewing machine repairman in Fred's factory. So... Dolly began the affair by calling her husband at work and telling him that her sewing machine was broken. (laughs) I love it. She's like, oh, honey, 
my sewing machine doesn't work. Can you send Otto? <laughs> so when Otto arrived at her home to fix the machine, she was only wearing stockings and a silk robe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otto thought about that. He's like, oh, where's the sewing machine? <laughs> so Otto was described as a tall, slender, nerdy type of guy. He had oh. these like big black glasses uh dark hair kind of slicked back just like i mean he's 17 he's the tall skinny 17 year old i'm picturing the dad from back to the future remember the first one where michael j fox goes back in time to his dad as like that tall nerdy yes black hair but 17 but he was 17 oh was he well it's not they're in high school because remember he goes back when he met met his mom yes yeah that's what i'm picturing I thought you were going to say Owen. Oh, I missed No, but Owen's, it. Owen's, not, Owen's not nerdy, though. Like, not, like, this type of nerdy. No. Like, he had, like, the suspender, you know? Like, the cute, like, whatever. Anyways. I want a pair of suspenders. Me too. So, Otto, who later describes himself as Dolly's sex slave, oh. <laughs> not only became <laughs> fixated on the domineering housewife, but he moved into the house. What? Dun, dun, dun. Where did he move into? So he quietly retreated to the attic each evening when Fred came home from work. Oh my gosh. And whenever what? the O-Strikes moved, so did Otto. Oh no. This, like, it, it gets fucking weird. Just lived in the attic? Yeah. Ooh. Fucking weird. Okay, so during the day, Otto made the beds, did other housework and kitchen chores, and made bootleg gin oh. in the bathtub. Uh, well, Dolly took a bath? Mm, who knows? Probably. Interesting. Uh, and he fulfilled his duties as a lover. He lived on scraps that he was fed in the kitchen. What? And at night in the attic, he uh, would read murder mysteries by candlelight and he wrote uh, fiction adventurous novels. I want to read that. Right. Uh, oh, they were tales of lust and romance that he eventually sold to magazines. So this is his choice. Yes. He is falling around and eating scraps from the kitchen by choice. Yeah. In the meantime, does the husband wonder what happened to his sewing machine repairman? Right. I thought about that too. And I have no idea. He just went to go fix Dolly's sewing machine one day and never came back. Well, see, and that's where I was confused. I'm sure he would go to work. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, And just sneak back. Oh, yeah. Well, and because Fred, I mean, his whole life was working. So he wasn't home, you know, always at a decent oh, hour and know. stuff. Yeah. So who fucking knows? And it probably took a while now that I'm saying it to work up to that point where right the kids living in her attic yes um so when the strange tale became publicly known the newspapers called Otto batman excuse me excuse you batman really yeah because i guess he was just so like i guess he was just a really shy timid kind of boy and i don't know it this is more like quiet (laughs) <laughs> before the comics yes 
This is the OG yeah. Batman. <laughs> so he is no superhero. <laughs> Maybe to her vagina. <laughs> superhero to her vagina. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> um, so like I said, Fred was always busy with work. And him and Dolly fought often. They oh. just, you know, always bickering. They were never really even together anyways. Um, then in 1918, the couple moved to Los Angeles to open a factory there. Otto moved with them as well. <laughs> how, are, how did that work? You know, how would you not know that that guy, you know, when you're, well, I guess if he's working, he probably went ahead before her. They didn't move together at the same yeah, time. Probably not. Um, Let's see. So at this point, it's been five years. Otto has lived in the oh, attic. My, so now he's 22? Jeez. Yes, that was quick math that I did not do. Okay, so August 22nd, 1922, um, the O-Strikes returned home arguing. As the fight grew louder, Otto hurried down from the attic to protect Dolly, carrying a two point twenty five caliber guns. Is that a thing? Is wait, that, wait, did wait. I say that correctly? Say it one more time. Carrying two... Point twenty five caliber guns. Twenty five caliber, yeah. Do, oh, you don't say point. No. Why is the point there then? Uh... <laughs> I know nothing about guns, clearly. But I know you don't say the point. Okay. I have no idea I knew, what it means. I knew that sounded weird. <laughs> so when Fred recognized Otto, he flew into a rage, as he should. Mm-hmm. They struggled, the guns went off, and Fred was shot. Thinking fast. <sighs> what? Yeah, Fred was shot. I'm gasping. I'm. Well, that's not a very good picture, but. The dad from Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, just put dark glasses on him. Yeah, yeah. and he has dark glasses in the third one, but that's like when they use the age old makeup that was really terrible. Or in the second one, I mean. I don't think I saw the second the one. The third one, they go. Here he is. He also played Willard, that actor. Did you watch that movie? It sounds familiar. With the rats. He has all these rats. It's really weird. I don't know. Anywho. Good talk. Yeah, I just wanted to show you. <laughs> um, so thinking fast, Otto locked Dolly in a closet, then hurried upstairs to hide away before police arrived. Um, because a neighbor heard the shots. I guess they... they you know, L.A. houses are door-to-door. You would hear guns go off. Even back then, huh? Must be. Must be. She Crazy. told police that um, a home invader had shot her husband and taken his expensive watch, lock her, locked her up, and fled. But the detective became suspicious when she said that she and her husband have never had um, lovers quarrel. Which is funny because apparently they fought all the time. So to be like, oh my god, we never fought. Well, that's That's usually, I mean, every relationship fights. Yes. I mean, we've had our stuff, everybody. Yes. It's not normal to not fight. Right. You have to be a robot if you agree with everything. Or you just keep everything locked inside. And then Then you you become a murderer. Yeah. Then we talk about you. (laughs) So, um, 
Fred, obviously being a very wealthy man, in today's money, he would have had over $7 million <gasps> just for the Milwaukee factory. Wow. He was a very wealthy man. Must have been some dope aprons. Yeah. <laughs> um, so detectives thought that was the first motive, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So break into the O-Strike's house, get money, blah, blah, blah. But there was no evidence. Nothing was taken. His wallet was still there. Mm. Like, everything was still there except for, what did I say, that watch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, wouldn't that be weird? Like, you're just going to take one watch if you're, you know, a quote-unquote burglar. That's right. Burglar. You didn't think too far ahead on that one, Dolly. Yeah. Uh, So, Dolly moved to a house nearby and Otto stayed in the attic too, writing (laughs) on a typewriter he bought from um, the sales of his stories. And with the Oh, so he was pretty. Yeah. Actually published. I guess so. We should read him. I want to. And with the nickels and dimes uh, bestowed upon him by Dolly. So freed from her marriage, she became fond of her estate attorney, Herman S. Shapiro. She gave him a diamond watch, which he recognized as the one that the supposed thief had stolen the night her husband was killed. Oh, no. She explained that she had found it under a window seat cushion. Hmm. Dummy. That was really stupid. Yeah. Because it's her attorney that she gave that to? Yeah. Yeah, a state attorney. Yeah. Like, obviously knows the case. Right. So, um, while Otto wrote and Herman spent long hours in court, Dolly took up with a businessman named Roy H. Clum. Goodness. I know. She begged him for a favor. She had a gun that looked just like the one that killed her husband, and she worried that the the police might find it and suspect her of murder. Would he get rid of it for her? Absolutely. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did, and he threw the gun into the La Bria Tar Pits. Oh, the tar pits in Los Angeles. Yes. The ones that have the elephants in them. Mm, Yes. Yeah. You ever heard the the La Brea tar pits? Absolutely not. La Brea. I don't know. La Brea? Sure. I can't remember how to say it. Yeah. Oh, they're super famous. Oh, yeah. You ever watch My Girl? Yeah. My Girl 2? Did you watch the second one? No, I didn't watch the second one. Oh, there. She's in Los Angeles with her cousin that Um. she falls in love with. Ew, what? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, it's her uncle's girlfriend's mm-hmm. son. So they're not biologically mm-hmm. related. Nope, that's That might weird. be why that movie didn't do that well. Still weird. Yeah. And then did you ever watch Volcano? No. With Tommy Lee Jones? No. Um, yeah, anyways, the elephants in that, because of the volcanic activity under Los Angeles, sink. Or they melt. Hmm. Not in real life. They're still there, but. We should. Uh... Yeah, the tar pits change this podcast to karen have you seen this movie (laughs) (laughs) sorry i didn't have tv as a kid we just had a vcr (laughs) okay so dolly also told the same story to a neighbor who then buried the second gun in his yard how does she get all these people to do stuff for her man her pussy must have been real nice because oh she probably teased it 
there's like you get some of this if you do some of that type of deal oh she probably didn't even tease it she probably you know it was probably that good i bet she just withheld it until they did what she wanted Mm. i can't give myself to you until this gun is just gone and then i can let you put it in my bed (laughs) (laughs) and mouth and ear and nose and every (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so when dolly broke it off with clum what was his first name that's the one that threw the gun into the tar pit yes okay so when she broke it off with tar pit guy he told the police about the gun and oh. the tar pits. So on July 12th, 1923, 11 months after the murder, God, this all happened in just 11 months. Like, you, girl, she, like, worked fast. Yeah, she was known as, like, a, a little hoochie mama, you know? <laughs> little hoochie mama? She was just bored. <laughs> just had to experiment. Um, and in the meantime, <laughs> Otto was still in the attic. I know. Writing mystery stories by candlelight. Oh, bless his oh, heart. Otto. Um, so 11 months after the murder, police found the gun and Dolly was arrested. So the day the headlines hit, the neighbor walked into the police station with the second gun. Oh. Mm-hmm. But both were too rushed to determine whether they had fired the fatal bullets. Oh. They were, wait, wait, they were too what? Rushed? Rested, sorry. Oh, rested. Oh, okay. I think I said rushed. I meant rested. I thought like rushed, like they rushed it too much at the lab or something. Yeah, it's too, huh? Rust. Okay. Rested. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. Um, so, doo, doo, doo. from jail, Dolly pleaded with Shapiro, so that's the attorney, to buy groceries for Otto. Oh. And <laughs> it's like, can you water my plants? Yeah. Can you feed the dog? Oh, there's a kid in the attic. Um, and to tap on the ceiling of the bedroom closet to let him know he should come out. Oh, my God. It's like. This poor kid. It's like Harry Potter, you know, like being locked oh, in that little yeah. room. Like, okay, Harry, you can come out now. He needs an owl. <laughs> Um, so Otto, starved for conversation, began telling the attorney (laughs) his tales about his 10 years with Dolly. He's 27 now? It's been 10 fucking years. Oh, he's not a kid anymore. You just ruined your life, bro. Whoa, so... Uh, I think he might need a lobotomy. Yeah. So Shapiro issued a ultimatum. Oh. And Otto left the state. After Dolly was released on bail, Shapiro moved in with her, but not into the attic. So that's why he wanted Otto gone. Probably. So I wonder, did Otto find another attic to live in? I don't know. <laughs> he probably won't be comfortable anywhere else. I know. Oh, it's so sad. Uh, the charges were eventually dropped. Mm. But in 1930, after seven stormy years with Dolly, Shapiro moved out and came clean. He told authorities what he knew. A second warrant was issued for Dolly's arrest. She was charged with conspiracy, and Otto was charged with murder. The papers dubbed it 
the Batman case. Oh, I bet this was like a huge sensational. After learning that Otto had led a cave-like existence Mm. in the attic. So sad. Um, The jury found Otto guilty of manslaughter in spite of his defense that he had been enslaved by her. But the statute of limitations had run out and Otto, now 43, walked free. Wow. At uh, Dolly's conspiracy trial, famed attorney Jerry Geisler won a hung jury and Dolly was free. I don't, I was going to look up what that meant. I have no idea what that means. A hung jury? I thought that meant like in favor, like they're all in favor of putting someone away. That's what I thought. Maybe he changed their mind. Yeah, because he won it. Yeah, someone must have changed her mind. And then in 1961, she died at the age of 75, less than two weeks after marrying her second husband and 30-year-old companion. What? Ray Hedrick. Oh, the end. Wow, that was a good one. A little scandalous. A little topsy-turvy. Yeah. I better open up mine. Yeah, you probably should. Here we go. Oh, oh, also what I was going to say, there is a movie about it that I think we should watch. And guess who plays Otto? (gasps) Tobey Maguire. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. You know Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, from Frasier. Yes. Was he? I don't know. No. Um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Tall, What's it called? Skinny. Well, that's what the brother on Frasier looks like, too. Oh. What's it called? I think it's called The Man in the Attic. The Man in the Attic. Attic. Oh, it's a 1953 mystery film. Yeah, and they changed names, I think, for legal reasons. But, so, but not from 1953. This right. one is about, oh, it has Jack Plants. I bet it's good. Jack Plants is very creepy. Mm. It's about Jack the Ripper. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, it's on Epics. Perfect. Um, I don't see anything about the is other that- one. Oh. No, 1995. Here it is. With Anna. It looks like a made for TV movie. Mm. Guess what? What? It's my turn. You are mm-hmm. not wrong. No, I am actually right. Yeah. I am correct, Karen. Wow. So, my sources are King5.com and the Seattle Times. Nice. Um, <laughs> I used King5.com and the Seattle Times. They're both out of Seattle. Because I stuck to Washington, the Pacific Northwest, like we're supposed to. Oh, my God. I didn't give you this much shit about Canada. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God, I did Canada. And I was like, it's okay, Marcy. You're just supportive and I'm not. I know, because you're a cunt. Yes. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am right. All right. So, here we go. This story is one of love, family, incest, betrayal, crooked police, and murder mm, incest mm-hmm. <laughs> incestual mm. i almost picked a incest story oh i know gosh that would have been fun what <laughs> so this story starts out in soap lake washington do you know where that is nope 
So Soap Lake, um, I believe it's by Moses Lake. Like, it's in eastern Washington. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think, yeah, it's, like, on the way to Wenatchee, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. If somebody out there knows, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So the protagonist or antagonist, you can tell me at the end, of this crazy story is Tracy Nessel. So in 2012, she met her... Her, her, I went there already. I'm sorry. Her soulmate, who was 22 years her elder, his name is Timothy McNamara. McNamara. So 22, her elder. 22 years older. So she's in her 40s, early 40s. He's in his 60s. Okay. Why didn't you just say that? Because I don't know their exact ages of when they met. So. And she says it just fit. Fit like a glove. It was magical. Tim was a hardworking apple farmer. And also, her uncle. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Wait, his name is Tim? That's mm-hmm. him? Okay. Okay, so you know, like I said, I talked about Uncle Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Uncle Husband. Oh. So at this time when she met him she was actually living in north carolina but visiting her grandparents in soap lake and that's when she met timothy he was going through a divorce and quickly fell for his niece oh that gives me like the <laughs> creeps marcy <laughs> so like it gross. makes me feel so gross Ew, just wait i don't like this stop so according- <laughs> i'm gonna keep going <laughs> according to tracy uh they did not have a relationship while she was growing up um, because, so let's see, Tim was her father's brother, and she claimed she didn't know that side of the family because she was never accepted by her father since she was illegitimate. Oh. So she didn't really have contact with them. So, I mean, at least it's, she's not a child, but it's still... No, you're blood-related. I mean... No. No. You would have to look here, niece, and be like, oh, yeah, you remind me of my brother. <laughs> let's get married. Or, like, why do you tell your brother... I'm he fucking never came up, but your I daughter, imagine. like, oh, it just weirds me out. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Just for you. I'm going to throw up. So he loved her so much, he quit claimed his property to Tracy in December of 2012, oh which was God. shortly after they met. So that means he took his name off the deed and put her name on it. Right. For his apple orchard. So, um... According to Tracy, he did this because he was afraid his kids would sell it if something happened to him, and he wanted his legacy to live on. So she didn't want her cousins to have it. Yeah. <laughs> it just weirds yeah. me out. Yeah, she doesn't want her cousins slash stepkids. <laughs> and I even wrote my next line. is Tracy's cousins, a.k.a. Tim's kids, Jennifer Ralston and Caleb McNamara. We're very uh, shocked to learn of the relationship. Oh, yeah, no shit. Jennifer, Jennifer said it was hard to know what to do. So Soap Lake is a small town, and of course people gossip. I mean, this is a huge deal. And since their relationship was incestual, they decided to escape criticism and move to Belize in oh. 2013. Okay. Tim leased out his farm, and he also had a $240,000 insurance payout. From a failed crop. And so the couple bought a new farm in Belize. 
and started constructing a bed and breakfast. Cute. Ooh, we should think of names for it. The, what would it be like? I just love Uncle Husband. Yeah. The Uncle Husband B&B. Or even. Keep it in the family. Niece and wife. (laughs) Niece wife. (laughs) We could put it as one word so you don't even realize what you're saying. So now that they're away from scrutiny, they decided to get married. She says, I just felt like a princess. I was barefoot. Mac had flip-flops on. It was beautiful. As that's what her nickname for him was Mac for Tim. What? That's like Dolly and Wahlberg. Well, Mick, Mick, McNamara is his last name. So oh, that's where the Mac okay. comes from. That one's easy to that see. That makes sense. So uh, Tracy says Tim insisted on the marriage. But since they are biologically related, their marriage is not legal in Washington and was void in Belize. Good. So they're only married in their minds. Mm. He wanted me to be a Mc, McNamara, she said. So Tim's kids stopped communicating with them, and Tracy's teenage daughter was ordered to stay away from her great uncle slash new stepdad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Wait, so she doesn't already have his last name because her father didn't Yes, she has her. her mother's last name. Okay. So they're building a bed and breakfast. They're starting a new farm. They're running out of money. Well, no one wants to contribute to that. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas time. Christmas bells are ringing in 2014. (laughs) So Tim and his children, they start exchanging emails again. And Caleb, his son, tells his father, you know, you should sell the farm and sell Blake so you have money. Mm -hmm. And Tim didn't want to do that. And so this is their, this time it's their second Christmas over there, and they're just about to open Meese Wife B&B. Oh, my God. Uh, Tim spent Christmas Day working on the property because they had to apply for their board certification with the Belize Tourism Office. Tracy said was doing dish, said she was doing dishes, and the dog started barking. Mm-mm. Tim went out the back carrying his handgun, which apparently he often had to chase away jaguars and mountain lions oh the b&b i want to go to yep tracy said she heard the door slam and then a gunshot Uh oh and when he didn't come back in i went outside and he was laying on the deck she said i thought he was joking with me and i told him he needed to get up uh he didn't because he had a bullet wound in his head and she says she didn't know how to call the police in Belize, so she drove to her neighbor for help and then returned home to wait. She says he was on his side and she just spooned with him with the blanket over the both of us to keep him warm. Ew. And it took a couple hours for the ambulance and police to arrive. Originally, his death was ruled suicide. But Tracy said within days, the lead police officer told her that her husband had borrowed money from him and he wanted Tracy to repay it. So she said, "Sir, I don't owe I don't know anything about him owing you money." And he turned away from me and said, "It's just not looking good for you anymore. It's just not looking good." So almost you pay me or I'm going to charge you with murder. Right. So during a phone interview King 5 did, the police officer strongly denied asking Tracy for money. Hmm. Which I mean, but why would you admit to that if you did do it? Well, right. Right. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I know. I did. Ooh. 
So January 2015, Orlando Vera, who is the forensic analysis for the National Forensic Science Service for the Ministry of National Security for Belize. Did you catch all that? No. Good. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He issued a series of reports concluding that Tim's uh, could not have been the one who fired the shot, causing his death. Which... Wait, he could have killed himself? Yeah. And why, why would you kill yourself if you're getting ready to open your bed and breakfast yeah that doesn't make any sense either no. you have plans right and she never says anything about him being at least that i could find about him being you know moody or depressed or any signs of hmm. suicide so four months later may 26 2015 belize issued a warrant for the arrest of tracy for murder it was posted on Interpol, the International Criminal Police Organization. So she denies that she harmed her husband, saying, no, we loved each other. Of course, her cousins God. don't believe her. Jennifer, Tim's daughter, says the evidence is all there. It's all there. So Jennifer and her brother filed a civil wrongful death suit against their cousin, alleging she seduced, manipulated, and deceived their father for the sole purpose of financial gain. So they say that Tracy had Tim put multiple properties and life insurance policies in her name. Mm. And then she killed him. So the cousin's attorney says that she thinks they argued and she took her Glock which she had just bought a couple months before, and shot him in the back of the head. Hmm. So now the defense, defense attorney for Tracy, I watched the video, and he puts the gun kind of below his ear, mm-hmm. which is where it was, and says that 40% of suicide victims, that's where the gun is positioned. Mm-hmm. So it's a fairly common way to take your own life. And he says... He doesn't think there's any question, and all the forensic evidence points to that. And apparently so do the psychiatric and medical evidence. Well, because if she shot him in the back of the head, it would have came out the front of the head. Yeah, so she would have had to put it to the side. Right, which means they would have been wrong about saying she shot him in the back yeah. of the head. And I don't know, if you come up and put your gun... I mean, if you do it fast enough, I guess you take him by surprise... I know, but he's kind of a big... I mean, he's a big guy. It would have been hard to... Yeah. Yeah, like I said. I mean, I guess money-wise, but like you said, they were starting a new life there. Like, she had it good, Yeah, you know? So, her attorney does say that Tim was depressed, and he was exchanging sentimental emails with his children, talking about their past time together. And he actually emailed him just hours before he died saying i sure have loved being your dad so there's that too yeah that's coming from her lawyer that's not coming from her why didn't she ever say anything about that unless she didn't know i was gonna say she probably didn't know about those emails or anything um and then his son says you don't shoot yourself in the back of the head it's borderline impossible but really, if the lawyer was telling the truth about where the position of the gun was, it wasn't in the back of his head. Right. I mean, it was, but kind of more the Not, side. Yeah. You can definitely shoot yourself here, but yeah. you can't go, like, I mean, that's kind of hard to yeah, go to the back of the your head. Yeah, the lawyer is here on the side. 
though, like I said, he said it was fairly common for someone to shoot themselves in the base or the neck. So he also claims that the forensic reports done in Belize are sloppy and they contain errors. So, because at one point they said the bullet exited on the right side and in another report they say it exited on the left. Mm. So they're arguing over evidence and I still don't know if Belize is going to request extradition for Tracy to stand trial. Uh, her evidence hopes and thinks they won't. Um, Henny also says the evidence is clearly corrupt. There's no motive. And her life is so much more difficult now than when Tim was alive. Right. Because now she also has the apple orchard in Soap Lake. That's where she's living. Right. And managing. And she says that she's struggling with the 100-acre farm. But she vows to keep at it. She says, I have a promise to fulfill to Mac to keep it running, to keep it going, and to never sell it. Um. So... The lawyer for the kids says that she stole that life and they want to see her booted off the farm and she has, they want her to give back everything that she's taken and they want her to see her sent back to Belize to go to jail. Hmm. It's not over yet. I got more. So both of the lawyers are big time lawyers from Seattle. Mm -hmm. So John Henry Brown is representing Tracy, and Karen Kohler is representing the children. She has accused John Henry Brown of having an inappropriate, intimate relationship with his client. Uh-oh. So, let's see. What's her name? Karen claims that John Henry Brown's relationship with McNamara, or Nestle, has clouded his professional judgment fueling increasingly erratic personal attacks on Karen. And he also tried to bring an unsuccessful defama defamation lawsuit against her and her firm on mm. behalf of Tracy. But the judge tossed that out. And Mr. Brown has had a very long career spanning four decades. Oh, wow. I'll give you two guesses of who else he's defended. That is uber famous, infamous. In Seattle. Washington State serial killer. Two guesses. Ted Bundy. Bing, 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 bing. Uh -huh. You're good. Well, yes, at least he until has defended he defended himself. Ted Bundy, yep. That's one thing, too. How does she afford him? I, I'm curious. They didn't say how much all the life insurance policies paid out. Well, and you don't get that right away. Oh, I guess that's true. Because I bet he, I mean, he's got to be expensive. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. So he has acknowledged that he's stayed over at her soap lake farmhouse on a few occasions. Ooh. But he slept in his own room, of course. That's what everyone says. Um, the civil or the wrongful death lawsuit says is on trial. Okay, the trial is set for November 16th of this year. So in a couple months. And I have pictures. So she's very pretty, I think. Maybe a little rough, but... So there's her and Mac. Oh, yeah. She's cute. And then there's the lawyer. Lawyers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He does look familiar. Yeah. Okay. It's not over yet. Well, that story's over. Okay. 
the end. That is all. But I have a ghost story. Oh. That's it? We're not going to talk about... Oh, we can talk about it. So, what do you think? Did she do it? I don't think so. One, they're not even married. Yes, well, he... Well, yeah, but legally. Mm-hmm. I understand he put her name on things, but... Because I think even if you're not married, you can still leave your... Yes. Yeah, her on yes. life insurance and all that. But I'm just saying she had... What was... I don't see any reason for her to yeah. do it. And watching the the her on her interviews, I mean, unless she's just that good of an actor and I'm that naive, I don't know. She seemed like I she was re- really in love and she's crying, talking about him. I mean, I if know, she just... really just wanted money, she didn't have to fall in love with her uncle. Yeah, that's You know what true. I mean? Like, she could have found any yeah. rich older man. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't see enough evidence to point at her, especially where he was shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she was going to kill him, yeah, it would have had to be when he wasn't looking at her. So somewhere in his back, not even the head, maybe, like, yeah. you know, in the body. And with the, the email sent mm-hmm well, unless it was a huge setup and she sent those emails from his computer and surprised yeah. him on the porch well and the thing with suicide is i know someone who committed suicide who had a great life and kids and everything and everyone said the same thing there was no sign yeah that's you true. know he went to work every day everything was perfectly fine and then one day he left a note and then, di- you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. just because they're not showing signs of depression doesn't mean they're not depressed. It's true. And he just lost relationships with his kids because yeah. he's in love with her. And now, didn't you say, like, he was running out of money? Uh-huh. And so he's probably feeling like a failure. I don't know. You know? Yeah. They're living in a different country. Belize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's, I don't know, maybe he felt, like, overwhelmed and he just lost everything for his niece wife. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's my take on it. Okay. That's good. But who fucking knows? She could have just been batshit crazy and... Oh, I have to keep up on the trial and see what happens Yeah, you said it was this year? Yeah, November 16th. Okay. We'll we'll put it on our calendar. Okay. Let's hear this ghost. Story. <laughs> uh, this also happened in Washington. In Soap Lake. I tried to find a Soap Lake one and there wasn't. Aww. So I got my sources from onlyinyourstate.com and seattleterrors.com. This is the Northern State Mental Hospital. Nice. So in 1909, Washington had two mental hospitals that were very overcrowded. We had Western State in mm-hmm. Steelacoom and Eastern State in Medical Lake. By Spokane. Yep. So instead of making these places bigger, they built a third one. By 1911, Northern State officially opened their doors in Cedro Woolley, which is over on the west side. Mm-hmm. And it became the largest one in the state. They were sent here from quite a few different counties. Uh, it treated their patients with occupational therapy in hopes that physical labor on the farm would help their recovery. Although they also used electroshock and lobotomies. Many patients were enrolled in training to prepare them for release. 
several were also sterilized. Um, following century-old beliefs that the treatment was not only fair for their own good, but for societies. Um, so, some of the causes that made these people crazy were men committing their post-menopausal wives and children sent there for what most likely to be diagnosed with ADD. Oh, how sickening is that? Horrible. By 1953, they housed over 2,000 patients. Wow. So the total number of patients who died, rumored to be in the thousands. And behind the facility's gymnasium is a graveyard full of unmarked graves, mm. and it's all overgrown. Since the shutdown, there have been a number of ghost sightings and paranormal investigations. Uh, the most common is a little girl with a red ball and a male ghost searching for her. Aww. One person who was able to sneak inside, he saw an old man in a wheelchair and a nurse pushing him. Oh my gosh. Oh. And so on one of the websites, there was a person that commented. He said there were also more than 500 bodies found in the site trash dump. And they were found a, years after, a few years after the hospital was closed. And they could tell that these people had had experimental surgeries done on them oh. before their death. And there are 1,500 people roughly buried in the cemetery, but there's only one headstone. Hmm. Okay. There was also a crematorium used from 1913 to 1955. And there were 204 containers of cremated remains stored in the morgue. That's so horrible. The ones that had never gotten around to being buried. Mm. Yeah, pretty sad. Pretty creepy. I have a picture of it, too. A big mansion. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of pretty, but yeah, oh, that's sad. Isn't that sad? Mm. Poor I know. people. All those unforgotten or uh, forgotten souls. <laughs> unforgotten souls. <laughs> that's not right, Marcy. Uh, oh, Marcy. Well, good. Good week. Good stories. If you have a ghost story for us, you can email us at murderofages at gmail dot com. Yes. Or you can, you know, just slide in the DMs Ooh. if that's easier. You know? Whatever works for you. Uh, we are flexible. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, and while you're at it, you can just hit the follow on Instagram or Twitter at Murder of Ages and drop a, you know, one through five star yeah preferably five but (laughs) we'll take whatever you get i mean if you're still listening we're doing something right thank you yeah subscribe we love you rate review and let us know your thoughts that has been sleepy time with marcy and karen (laughs) and we are going to go sleepy time sweet dreams everybody Ew, that's creepy. (laughs) Okay, close this out. To all you perverse, notorious wastes, we'll meet you there.